thank you for worshiping with us today. Uh, right now, homes are full of people worshiping together throughout our community. So we just wanna say thank you for your faithfulness to gather. Uh, we want you to know that we miss you. And we know that while we cannot gather physically, uh, we know that God is uniting our hearts spiritually for our good and for his glory. Throughout history, the church has, has been a catalyst for good and helping those in need during difficult moments. In AD 250 in the Roman Empire, uh, the, the Romans experienced one of the greatest plagues in history. And listen to how one historian describes the church's response. He said, if the non-Christian response to the plague was characterized by self-protection, self-preservation, and avoiding the sick at all costs, the Christian response was the opposite. And, and we believe that God has given the people of, of Christ a unique opportunity to speak truth, hope, and love into our world right now more than ever before. So we're going to take some moments to pray and, in, and encourage one another as we seek the Lord with those who you are gathered with in your home. Um, maybe even designate a person to lead out in prayer as we discuss and pray over these important issues in our nation and our world. Uh, the first group we're going to pray for and the first theme is the prayer for wisdom and faith um, during this difficult time. So we're going to give you some moments to pray and then I will lead us as we pray for wisdom and faith in our lives. Father, we know that you um, show us in your word that we should walk by faith and not by sight. And we also know that, um, Lord, you tell us that anyone who lacks wisdom should ask and you will generously and abundantly give because you're a loving Father. And Lord, we confess to you right now that we need faith and wisdom more than we ever have. So Lord, give generously, give freely, uh, build our trust in you more today than we had yesterday. That we would see the cross of Jesus Christ as the most glorious, powerful, loving example of your mercy that, that the world has ever seen. So Lord, show us how to walk in faith. Show us how to walk in wisdom. We pray in Jesus' name. And we just want to take uh, some time now to pray for the healing and the safety um, of those in our community and those that are not in our community uh, that have been affected by this virus in some way. And we also want to take this time to pray uh, just for our medical professionals that they would have wisdom as they care for those in need. So let's take uh, a few minutes just to pray for those things.
God, we, we thank you that in you, we have everything we need. We have hope, we have joy, we have peace, and we have confidence. God, we believe that you are the creator. We believe that you are the redeemer. We believe that you are the sustainer. And we also believe that you are the healer. So God, would you be with those that have been affected by this virus physically, both in our community and around the world, that you would provide healing where there needs to be healing. God, would you provide wisdom and resources to the medical professionals as they care for those in need? And would you work through them and would your will be done and would you be glorified through this? God, would you provide protection and safety for all who are in their homes and those that are not, that we would not walk in fear, but we would be wise and we would walk in faith. God, would we make decisions that honor you that are for our good and for your glory. God, we pray all of this in your perfect name. We also wanna take a moment as a community of faith and pray for gospel opportunities with our neighbors and our friends, where we work, where we shop. So take time around the coffee table right now and pray that God would give you gospel opportunities in your community. Father, your word says, um, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Lord, that's our conviction that we would live lives of boldness and bring good news to those who are desperately in need of hope and love. Um, Father, we ask that um, this world would see their frailty and see that you are the sustainer of life, that you would bring eternity on the hearts of men and women, that they would confess their sins and turn to Jesus Christ as their only hope in life or in death. Lord, give us the opportunities to share the hope that is within us and the boldness to to take those opportunities with faith and truth. Lord, this is our prayer. We ask in the name of Jesus. And now we just wanna take some time uh, just to pray uh, for our leaders. We wanna pray for the leadership in our church and in our churches. Uh, We wanna pray for the leadership in our community. Um, And we wanna pray for the leadership of our country that as they make decisions, that they would um, have wisdom from God as they make decisions that affect all of us. Um, So let's take some time now just to pray for our leaders.
God, I, I pray for the wisdom of our leadership. I pray for the wisdom of our pastor, the leaders in our church and our community and the leaders in our country that as they make decisions on behalf of a multitude of people, God, and as they make decisions that affect each and every family, God, would you be with them? Would you guide them and would you steer them with the authority and the power of your word? God, would their leadership and their decision-making be an honoring to you? God, would they look to you as they lead? And God, would, would we all be wise to submit to leadership? God, would we be slow to speak and quick to listen? God, would we follow for your glory? God, would we make decisions for your glory? And I pray all of this in your name, amen. Finally, we want to pray for unity and peace in our households, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our state, in our nation, and with nations throughout the world. So take a moment with those that you're gathered with right now and pray that Christ would bring unity and peace in a world that so desperately needs peace right now. Father, we thank you that you hear our prayers as you promise us in your sacred word. Lord, we thank you that Jesus Christ is our Prince of Peace, our everlasting Father. And Lord, we ask that by your divine righteous hand that the nations would not rage against one another, but that you would bring leaders to a place where they can with wisdom, navigate the difficult decisions, with truth and words that honor one another, that do not inflame situations, but that bring peace to even the most difficult moments. Lord, we pray for peace and tranquility and understanding and for people who are shopping and hoarding, Lord, that this mentality of self-preservation would be broken with the eternal truth that you are our ultimate sustainer and you are our ultimate provider. Oh Lord, we need peace in our world. We need unity as never before. We thank you that we pray to the one that provides and sustains. Lord, bring peace and healing to our land. We pray in Christ's name, amen. Pain insists upon being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks to us in our consciences, but he shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. These are the words of C.S. Lewis. With over 200,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 around the world, economies coming to a screeching halt, 
movement restricted by social distancing, growing isolation, and at-risk populations, I believe that Yahweh is shouting to our world in our moment of pain. He is saying to you, run to me, trust me. I see your need. I see your fear. I see your hurt. And I know about your storm. God wants you to know that he is bigger. And today's encouragement from the word of the Lord comes from Luke chapter 8, verse 22. And the theme of today's message is simply, God is bigger than the storm. So join me in Luke 8 as we read the word of the, of the Lord and as we apply that to our lives. One day, Jesus and his disciples got into a boat and told them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they were sailing, Jesus fell asleep. Then a fierce windstorm came down on the lake. They were being swamped and were in danger. They came and they woke him up saying, Master, Master, we are going to die. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. So they ceased And there was calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? They were very fearful and amazed, asking one another, Who then is this? He commands even the winds and the waves, and they obey him. Let's pray. Father, we ask for your peace in our life, and we know that true peace is only found in the Prince of Peace. Help us see by eyes of faith your holy, enduring word. Help us love Christ more than we ever have because you love us first. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. We see that one day Jesus and his disciples got into a boat. Our lives are full of one days, aren't they? In fact, I believe that our lives are series of one days. I imagine that this day in the boat on the Sea of Galilee was much like every other day for these fishermen and their teacher. Then one day happened. Would you ever have believed that one day you could identify Wuhan, China on the globe? Or that COVID-19 would be common vernacular. You see, for us, these days started like any other day. And the same for the disciples. Whether you acknowledge it or not, I believe that God is doing 10,000 different things in your life today. As he is every day. And you and I are at best privy to three of those. I believe that every day God is sparing me from 10,000 dangers and and at best I know two of them. See, I believe that today is anything but ordinary. For the disciples, this day was overwhelming, but God was in control. You see, our God is so big, your worst days are simply his one days. God is bigger than our storm. And the disciples one day, this day, get into the boat with Jesus, their master, their teacher, their rabbi. 
and they journey from one side of the lake to the other. The Bible says that they set out and as they were sailing, Rabbi fell asleep. As Jesus was catnapping, a dangerous storm arose. Galilee and, and the lake that's contained within its borders is surrounded by steep mountains which funnel winds in a very strategic um, situation for those who are fishing on the lake. So much so that winds fiercely rage and ravage sailors if they are not careful. Strong squalls form at a moment's notice. This storm here was sudden and serious. Not only was the wind terrifying, but we see that the disciples said the boat was swamped. In this moment, fear gripped the disciples and they felt seemingly alone. Have you ever felt this way? Maybe right now is that moment in your life where everything in your world is chaotic. Everything feels like you're being consumed and being swamped and you look around and you feel by yourself. Maybe you feel like you're about to capsize financially, physically, emotionally, socially, or even spiritually. God wants you to know that you are not alone. Remember, there is not one storm in your life that catches God unaware. When the storms hit and when the winds rage, know that God is bigger than your storm. Now we see at, at this time, while the winds were raging and the seas were swelling, Jesus, the Messiah, was snoring. Now let me read that again. They set out in verse 23, they were sailing. Jesus fell asleep. The fierce windstorm came down on the lake and they were being swamped and they were in danger. And Jesus was still asleep. Have you ever felt that in your greatest time of need that God was asleep at the will? Maybe you feel right now that you are in need and Jesus simply does not care. I can only imagine the anxiety and the stress of the disciples in this moment. Why? Because the one who they trusted, the one who they hoped, he was asleep. Why was he sleeping? Maybe because Jesus, as a man, was exhausted from healing the sick and making the lame walk and giving blind, giving sight to the blind. Maybe they thought, well, Jesus simply doesn't care about our needs. God doesn't care about our lives. But of course he was not sleeping because he thought that their lives were of nothing. Jesus rested and was at perfect peace to remind us that God brings peace into any storm. Now there's a powerful eternal truth here. You see, Jesus' mood contrasts the approaching chaos. Remember, when your world is spinning out of control, calm and rest is found in Jesus Christ alone. Only Jesus can sleep during the most difficult tempest. Only those who have found that Christ truly is the Prince of Peace can also shalom in the fiercest storm. And I want you to know if your heart is unsettled because of all the chaotic events that are occurring around us right now, run to the one who can sleep in the midst of the storm. 
Run to the one who brings peace in the most difficult days and the most difficult fears you can ever imagine. But I think there's another truth here as Jesus is resting. In the Hebrew Bible, the image of sleep expresses the inactivity or the absence of God as we see in Psalm chapter 7. In, in a moment, the disciples had to make a choice. Did God even care? Jesus' rest begged the question to the disciples, do you trust me? And maybe you're there today. Maybe in your life, you are at a crisis of faith, faith, asking God, God, where are you? People are dying. Families are being destroyed. Finances are crumbling. God, where are you when I need you? And God's response to your storm is that he does care. Never mistake the Lord's lack of panic for his lack of activity in your life. God is bigger than your storm. And in that moment, in the midst of the storm, someone has the brave idea to wake up Jesus. We're not told here who draws the short straw but can you imagine the disciples wrestling with who has to wake up the son of God? We don't know who woke him up, but we do know what they say. The disciples say, master, master, we are going to die. Do you even care? And this vocative reduplication of language reminds the urgency that the disciples have. They didn't say, hey, wake up, Jesus. They asked him, master, master, do you care? There's urgency in their voice. The disciples may have felt that they were alone, but all along Jesus was watching over them. What a great example in their darkest moment of what we should do when we are in need. The disciples sought refuge in their Lord by going to him, by waking him, by speaking to him. I believe it's often in our darkest moment, our most difficult storms, that we fundamentally understand that God is listening the most. How did Jesus respond? Did he rebuke the disciples? Did he, did he ask them why he was woken with such harsh words? Did he say, I don't have time for you? No, God did what he always does for those in need. He delivers his people. You see, you are not an inconvenience to Jesus Christ. Rather, we are told because God loves us through Christ, run to him, speak to him, pray to him, have faith in him. We are reminded time and time again, God is bigger than your storm. And so Jesus wakes up, he gets up, he looks at the seas, he looks at the wind and he rebukes nature. It's as if Jesus actually looks at nature and says, y'all knock it off, leave them alone. So they ceased and there was calm. Truth be told, there was already calm in the boat. His name was Jesus Christ. But now there's calm surrounding the boat. You, some scholars would call this a miracle of nature. Others label it a rescue miracle. I don't know about you, but I need the rescue that only Jesus Christ can provide. 
And I am so thankful for a savior that is infinitely greater than my biggest storm and my greatest difficulty. But that's not all to the story. After Jesus speaks to the wind and he speaks to the waves, he then turns his attention to his brothers, his disciples. And he asked a very simple question in verse 25. He says to them, where is your faith? And in that moment and with that very question, the disciples were punched in the mouth and were punched in the gut. Jesus is not asking them if they have an initial faith. You see, I believe they're with Christ in the boat because they have an initial faith. They believe Jesus is who he says he is. But Jesus is asking them to have an applied faith, a sustaining faith. He's asking them to have faith that functions in the midst of the storm. It's a faith that had deep roots and can be drawn upon in tough times. You see, Jesus wants you to have a faith in him that kicks in and recognizes that God is in control when you're in a tough spot. God is bigger than your storm. Mike Tyson once famously said, everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. Everyone says they have faith until they get punched in in the mouth. And I don't know about you, but for many of us, these last weeks have felt like a punch in the gut. And I believe for every single one of us, Jesus is asking, where is your faith? Why would the Messiah ask us that? Because Jesus is bigger than our storms. C.S. Lewis said it best, Pain insists to be attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks in our consciences, but he shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to raise a deaf world. Hear the voice of the Lord through his word. God calling through his son, Jesus, in even your darkest day, seek me, trust me. Do you love me? Will you surrender to me? You see, this is the gospel rescue story that for those who know Jesus Christ, peace is already in the boat because Jesus is greater than your storm. Maybe for some of you, you have yet to follow Jesus Christ. We're gonna have a song where we can meditate on God's truth and ask the Holy Spirit to help us live out the fact that God is greater through his son, Jesus Christ, than any difficulty we could have. But as I pray, would you be bold enough to pray and ask Jesus to change your life? Maybe you need to pray a prayer like this. Jesus, today I recognize that it is because of my sin and my mistakes that I need you. I believe that Christ came to live and die and was raised from death to rescue me from my sin. Father, forgive me. I turn from me and I put my trust in Jesus alone. I know that Christ is the Lord and King of all and I will follow him.
you prayed a prayer like that, we know from Scripture that God hears the faithful prayer of anyone who repents. Church, remember, through anything that we experience, that in our chaos, the Messiah is our calm and Jesus is greater than your storm. We love you. God bless you. May we do the work of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ.